Hey everyone, welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and today I have the outstanding Dr. Michael Blackman joining us. He's the Chief Medical Officer at Greenway Health. A primary care physician at heart, Dr. Blackman brings an extensive background in health IT product management, along with his knowledge of outpatient and inpatient care. He believes healthcare is a team sport that requires the talents of all contributors working together to succeed. Prior to joining Greenway, he was medical director for population health of all scripts. Before that, he served as the chief medical officer for McKesson's Enterprise Information Systems Division. He was an early leader in the development of electronic prescribing for controlled substances. Dr. Blackman earned his bachelor's in political science from Brown University, where he also earned his doctor of medicine degree. He completed his residency in internal medicine and pediatrics from the University of Miami, Jackson Memorial Hospital, and also holds his MBA from the University of Michigan. So, I mean, just an incredible individual with experience in both the provider space as well as the health IT and EMR space. I'm privileged to have him here with us. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Saul. It's my pleasure to be here today. Absolutely. So we're going to cover a lot of ground here. You know, the EHR letters. <laughs> <laughs> could be a pain point, but also the bottom line is we need them to operate in healthcare. And so before we dive into Greenway Health and the work that you guys are doing, talk to us a little bit about you and, and what inspired your work and journey in healthcare. Well, sure. I love talking about that for a minute, but you, you mentioned, you know, EHR and those three letters, you know, electronic health records. Electronic health records, I think, unfortunately, are the things that doctors often like to hate but I think we can work to make them better, really make people see value in, in using them, value in, in really improving patient care. But as you, you know, as I think about what inspires my work in healthcare, prior to going into medicine, I used to work in information systems consulting. And I was working at the time, and it's part of what drove me sort of in some ways to medicine. I was working on a project for a mail order pharmaceutical firm. And I found I was just far more interested in what the drugs did and how they affected mm. people than what I was personally working on. And additionally, you know, then as a full-time physician and working with an early EHR, I frankly was one of those people who would look and say, you know, did anybody clinical look at this before it went out the door? Because some of this just doesn't make a lot of sense. And that really, in a lot of ways, drove me to where I am today. That's fascinating. That is fascinating, Dr. Blackman. So you actually started in information services and went into medicine. I did. Yeah, wow. it was it, it was a little bit of the reverse. Yeah, right? Because it's usually <laughs> the other way. You know, a physician becomes an informaticist and kind of goes that way, but you actually did it the other way around. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and this, and, and even though I'm, you know, no longer seeing patients full time, you know, this really does still enable me to what I sometimes refer to as practice medicine at, at the macro level mm-hmm. and really have an impact on healthcare across the board. And how do we improve, you know, providers' lives? which frankly then improves patients' lives. Totally. And had, to your point, the beginning of our chat, had the physician and caregiver workflow been considered a little bit more, I think EHRs would mean something completely different today. And so awesome that you're at the helm there in the CMO role. So let's hone into it. Let's hone into Greenway Health. And how are you guys adding value to the healthcare ecosystem today? Yeah, Saul, that's really a great question. I'm really proud of the work we're doing here at Greenway, especially some work we've done recently 
frankly, in part driven by, you know, unfortunately, the, the COVID-19 pandemic. And throughout, you know, we've really sought to find new ways to add value to what we provide to our clients. And so a couple, you know, pieces there, and frankly, the beginning of the pandemic, you know, internally at Greenway, we established you know, a cross-functional task force really to say, where can we help people? How can we make this better? And there were two products that really came out of that. One is our Greenway telehealth offering, and the other is Greenway Ex- GRS Express, which stands for Greenway Revenue Services, mm. as well as, in addition to that, a partnership with Amazon Web Services, which I'm happy to talk about in a little bit. But you know, frankly, right now, obviously, COVID continues to be a, a hot topic, and we've been focusing to ensure that our clients have you know, what they need to appropriately, you know, obviously responsible for giving the vaccines, but they have to be documented appropriately with the appropriate codes. And that information needs to be communicated to the state registries. And you know, it'd be nice to say that every single state registry was the same. They're not. And so we have to make sure that we're covering them you know, across the board. And as part of that, we've worked with other EHR vendors and, partner, and participated in discussions you know, with the, the CDC, HHS, and, and others to really keep abreast of those fast moving changes. And we try to you know, bring patient, or clients rather up to date on where we are with that and convey that information as best we can. Yeah, and no, I appreciate that. And the environment is quickly changing. And you, know, you mentioned COVID and there's a lot of things that came about with you know, regulation around, hey, what can physicians and providers do with telehealth? How do you bill it? COVID testing, right? What's billable and, and, you know, what are the reimbursements? So, so many things to keep track of. And on top of that, you know, taking care of patients that are in a new environment with COVID among us. So there's, there's just way too much for any one person practice or, or even large IDN to, to handle. How do you guys make things different or better for the folks using your system? Well, in some ways, especially around some of those fast changing things around COVID, mm-hmm. making sure that we get them the information they need and the instructions to make appropriate updates in the system. So things that they can do without necessarily waiting for us, which makes it much faster to deliver deliver changes, let them make adjustments. And that's especially true you know, for clients that you know, take care of their own upgrades. And that sometimes takes some time. So we it's really decreased the time lag there to get you know stuff done making sure that we provide all of the necessary code sets, everything else. And then equally, you know, you talked about telehealth, you know, being honest with them about the billing challenges with telehealth, letting them know about those new regulations, how those are changing, what they need to be able to do with that. And, you know, that's incredibly critical. I mean, healthcare is absolutely indeed about you know, taking care of people, but there has to be money to support that. I'm blanking on her name right at the moment, but there's a, a former nun who ran a healthcare system who used to say no margin, no mission. And I really wish I, I remembered her name so I could attribute the quote appropriately. Um, <laughs> and that's that's very true. I think back to when I was first in, in full-time practice and I was looking through some codes that one, an insurer that will remain nameless had, and I noticed there were some telehealth codes. And I was like, wow, we could do that. And they were actually telephone codes back in those days and called the insurer and said, can we actually use these? They said, no, they just exist, but we don't actually pay on them. But the fact of the matter is, especially as we think about telehealth, and this is work we've done to really help our clients, is to make sure we can get telehealth truly integrated into the workflow. So it can work both when you're doing just telehealth 
or mixing between patients in person and patients via telehealth. And there are lots of things, lots of patients where telehealth is perfectly appropriate and quite efficient. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot of telehealth, you know, even after we move past the pandemic. I agree. I agree, Michael. And you know, I actually pulled it up. By the way, I love that quote, no margin, no mission. It's one that I've actually like subscribed to for a very long time. I never actually thought about where it came from. But when you mentioned that, I looked it up. It's Sister Irene Krauss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> but it's so true. You know, it is so true. And, you know, at the core of everything that we do is, is the money. You know, the money trail is the healthcare story. And I think that those of you tuning in, and obviously everybody here included, were not naive in that reality. So being able to do, as Dr. Blackman said, is, is you know, tie to connect the dots and, and tie those services to the correct reimbursements. It's not all the way there yet. We've come through a drastic acceleration through, with COVID, but a lot of room for growth there in making it clearer. But hey, why not partner with somebody that could help take out some of that gray area. And so as you reflect on, on the work that you've done as a provider and now, you know, with Greenway, what would you say is something that you guys are doing today that improves outcomes for people or makes business better for them? Well, one thing we're doing is is really frankly trying to help that continued transition from fee for service to value-based care and whatever flavor value-based care one thinks we're going to have as we move forward, I do think that the direction to value-based care and away for fee-for-service is absolutely clear. So one of the things we've done there is, you know, partnered with Amazon Web Services on a platform called Greenway Insights, Mm -hmm. uh, which we're starting, which is our new platform for regulatory reporting. That's what we're starting it with, but it's going to expand to, you know, being frankly reporting platform across the board. So it really becomes a function of, how do you leverage your data? How do you learn from your data to take better care of patients? You know, you have lots of stuff where, you know, you have the patient in front of you, obviously critically important, but what about, you know, the patients who aren't coming in? How do you identify them, reach out to them appropriately? And that's really important as part of that. But, you know, as we think about making the business better, you know, telehealth is a big piece of that, you know, the, the tight integration. And I think back since telehealth was launched sometime in the middle of, you know, the summer of 2020, you know, we've gotten it implemented it, you know, over 50 practices and the clients have noted that it's really made a difference for them. It's helped their workflow. It's enabling them to feel like they're greeting patients, doing their usual check-in, the nuts and bolts of checking a patient in, you know, verifying their demographics, verifying their insurance. You know, you mentioned the money, Yes, the money is important. So can you collect your copay, address any open balance, assuming that's obviously appropriate? And the feedback's been frankly great. A couple of you know, client quotes. One person said that you know, Greenway Telehealth has been like having the patient in the office. And in addition, you know, we're there behind them. You know, the support team is helpful. And a comment that I very rarely hear around EHR is one person, and I'm not adding extra words here. The quote is the writers love, love, love it. Wow. That's awesome. Well, if you compare it to what's out there and you know, you guys are easy to use solution that takes friction away rather than adds it in. I think that that's uh, something many, many would love. So, you know, it's difficult to just, you know, I guess 
be specific, I guess, about what this value-based care shift means for people. And, you know, you, you called it the flavor, whatever flavor you want of it. Do you find that there is a trend toward maybe like a, a particular vehicle that's, that's kind of taken center stage or not yet? Not yet. You know, if we think back to where a lot of some of this started, you know, with some yeah. of the initial reporting programs, they weren't, you know, that sometimes got referred to as, you know, pay for performance. They weren't so much pay for performance as they were being, you know, pay for reporting. As long as you reported, you got the extra money in, in those days. And it didn't matter whether the results you reported were good, bad, or indifferent. But certainly, as things have changed over time, payments getting more tied to what are the, what are the outcomes you're able to provide? What are, are you getting done the things that we know make a difference? And we could certainly go back and forth a little bit about whether those are the right measures or the wrong measures. But I think we're seeing improvement over time as people sort of say, okay, this really does make a difference for patient outcomes versus this, frankly, is really just a process measure. Got it. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, um, I don't know that I have seen or heard any, any particular direction. It's, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. You know, we, we've tried a number of things o- over the years. You know, we went from fee-for-service to uh, a lot of people tried capitation with some fee-for-service. We sort of shifted away from capitation in a lot of ways. And now we're, you know, looking at, at value-based care, which at least, at least in my view, puts the goal in the right place. It's about how do we take care of patients? How do we improve overall outcomes? And then the question, next question becomes, how do you do that equitably? How do you measure them? How do you ensure that people are getting the care they need or not, and not being excluded from care? Mm-hmm. Because if the outcome is strictly, you know, did everybody have a, a good outcome, you know, following surgery or in, you know, as a primary care doc, thinking about treating patients with diabetics, do all of my patients have hemoglobin A1Cs under a certain number? Well, what you don't want to do is discourage people from taking complicated patients just because they're going to hurt their numbers, even if you do everything right. Totally. Yeah, that's uh, super interesting. I was having a discussion with a professor of value-based care in, in Michigan, and he was kind of chatting about different models around total cost of care and, you know, giving patients like basically some legislation around making those chronic condition treatments pre-deductible and including them in some sort of like bundle payment to the practice. Have you seen any of that active yet or, or still early stages? Not so much around chronic conditions, but absolutely, as we've seen as part of the Affordable Care Act, around general preventative care. Okay. I think the question then becomes, you know, how do you extend it? You know, is it beneficial to make sure your tetanus shot is up to date, your flu shot is up to date? As we go forward, your COVID shot is up to date. Mm. The the answer is absolutely. Those things make a difference. And certainly in the case of, you know, chronic conditions, you know, there are certain things you want to make sure that all diabetics get, get, that all patients with congestive heart failure get. And certainly from an EHR point of view and, you know, workflow point of view, whether they're, you know, what we'll broadly term preventative care, which is, you know, generally age and or sex-based versus chronic condition care, which is obviously chronic condition-based, the way you accomplish that technically is pretty much the same. So we can really create a nice workflow providers for providers that works in both situations. Fascinating. Very cool. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely not easy, but I, I feel like it's around the corner and 
it's great that you guys are, are thinking through ways to operationalize it and make it easier for people. What would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced, Michael, and, and a key learning that came out of that? Yeah. So I'm thinking about that. As a medical resident, I had one particular case that still, frankly, occasionally gives me nightmares. I was working in the neonatal ICU mm-hmm. and we had a pair of extremely, you know, very low, technically very low birth weight twins that were unfortunately just given their size. They were born at 22 and five sevenths weeks gestation. So you know, if you think about normal gestation being 40 weeks, you can get a sense of how small these kids very, were. Very yeah. And the chance of them having a good outcome was extremely small. Mm-hmm. And I do mean extremely small. And a lot of interventions were attempted to try to, you know, see what we could do. And approximately a week later, but both of them died. Oh. But I, I came out of the experience sort of thinking about, you know, what matters? You know, how do we really help, you know, patients help their families? You know, what's, what's the right thing to do? Because in a lot of ways, and this is not to make light of the situation or anything like that, but the week with those twins was extremely difficult for the staff. It was extremely difficult for the kids, I am certain. And it was unbelievably difficult for their parents. And, you know, who knows what the outcome, you know, would have been, you know, the outcome was, you know, you never know anything with a hundred percent certainty, but it, it was a, it was a tough week. And so learn to think about what's important. Yeah. You know, I mean, those types of situations are unfortunate and they happen, you know, they happen, but when you're personally involved, it'll make you think a lot and, you know, definitely make some decisions to help the overall, you know, situation that you're in and try to, to learn from it so that it doesn't happen again. And you're the route you took with it, Michael is the, you know, eventually, right. You, you made the jump back to business to help work on those workflows and ways to help people and clinicians. So now that you're, you're doing the work here at Greenway with value-based care and telemedicine, what are you most excited about? Frankly, really most excited about what we can do as we, you know, looking at what's the next frontier, how can we use healthcare technology to help people, to help providers, to improve patient care and, you know, make EHRs something and the the associated technologies that clinicians like to use. I mean, one of the reasons I think that people don't like them is, you know, come back to the point we've sort of touched on a couple of times is the money because most EHRs and it's not, doesn't make them bad, just makes it what it was. We're designed to support billing and they support billing very well, but that doesn't always align as well with the clinical workflow. I think, but if we get the clinical workflow right, really support people, we can still support billing correctly. And frankly, there, there, were, there were some changes this past January with the way billing codes work for professional fees that I think are going to help a lot, really mm-hmm. letting people focus more on what's important rather than simply documenting extra information simply to justify a billing code. Yeah, that's, in, that's interesting. You know, you know, equally, you know, excited about you know, here at Greenway, we're collaborating well, you know, across the organization to get things done. We have a clinical advisory team internally within Greenway that, that reports to me that we're trying to embed as early in the development process as possible. 
The engineers obviously aren't clinicians. I wouldn't expect them to be clinicians, but so we can help them make better decisions, help the product team make better decisions as we go forward. And the earlier we do that, the, the better off it is for our clients. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, Dr. Blackman. And, you know, it's great to hear that you and your team are incorporating some of these changes and getting ahead of it to provide a suite of tools for people to stay ahead of the game. This collaboration that you have with Amazon certainly sounds exciting. It's about, you know, gathering the data and being able to be smart with it. And ultimately, that, those are the types of capabilities that we're going to need to make value-based care a reality. So I certainly appreciate you sharing the innovation, really clinician-centered innovation that you and your team are up to. Why don't you leave us with the closing thought, something we should be thinking about here as we part, and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you and learn more about uh, the work that you're doing at Greenway. Sure. I think two things. So first, you know, the United States, you know, spends more per capita on healthcare than any other country. And many metrics show that we don't have the best healthcare outcomes. And you know, you can look at a variety of different metrics in that way, depending on what you want to pick, but you know, we just don't. So the question is why? You know, how can we use our tremendous amount of money we we spend more effectively? How can we you know, improve those outcomes. I mean, frankly, if we had the best outcomes in the world and we spent the most money, you could argue that's not a bad trade-off. But part of my goal is really to ensure that we and the rest of the health IT, you know, community really continue to focus on providing, you know, innovative solutions that improve patient outcomes. And by extension, you know, improve patients' lives. Because at the end of the day, at some point, all of us are patients, whether that's for a routine, you know, annual exam or if unfortunately we become ill. Love it. Yeah, well, then, well said. And then finally, you know, listeners can get in touch with us at you know, the Greenway website. That's greenwayhealth.com. On Twitter, at, at Greenway, or simply searching Greenway Health on LinkedIn or, or frankly on the web. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate that. And folks, take advantage of this opportunity. Connect with Michael and his team. They're doing billing and telehealth a, a very unique way. So certainly worth a visit, greenwayhealth.com. Uh, we'll provide all the links that Dr. Blackman provided here on this podcast inside of the show notes. So make sure you check those out. Click on it. Really easy. And man, just an incredible review here with you, Michael. Thank you so much for the opportunity to collect these insights from you. No, our, our, our pleasure. We're really working to make healthcare better, you know, providers, for payers, for, you know, everyone as we make, as we move forward, uh, because as you mentioned up front, healthcare is a team effort and we all have to do this together. Mm-hmm.